welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy, and today we are talking about social anxiety. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I am going to be doing a back-to-school series of podcasts coming up, and today is the first episode. I really want to help you all with starting school and having a successful school year this year. So this series of episodes is designed to help you get started in the best way possible. And these episodes are also the things I coach on the most when it comes to school, all right? In the first part of this back to school series, I'm going to do a few episodes on social anxiety because social anxiety is the most common form of anxiety that people experience. And it typically starts in your teens, you guys. And so many of you struggle with social anxiety. And a lot of times you don't even know you have it just because we get used to the way that our brains think. Right. So really quick here, I want to make a distinction. Social anxiety is not the same as being shy. Okay. So being shy is totally different. All right. Social anxiety is also not the same as being an introvert. Okay. Introverts actually like being by themselves and they get energy from being alone. It's a choice that they make because they want to be alone and it doesn't bother them. Okay. With social anxiety, we're actually avoiding situations so that we avoid feeling anxiety. And extroverts can still have social anxiety, okay? You can be really outgoing and get energized from being around others and still have social anxiety, okay? So just because you're an extrovert does not mean that you don't have or experience any social anxiety. All right, so there are some really great tools that you can use to overcome social anxiety. And so for today's episode, I am just going to cover one of those tools, right? But in order to start to conquer your social anxiety, you have to first understand what social anxiety is. So social anxiety is this intense anxiety or fear of being judged, negatively viewed or rejected, okay? It's rooted in this intense fear of rejection. And there are core fears in social anxiety, which can be different for everyone. But some examples of this are just being viewed as stupid or awkward or boring or like as having no friends. Okay. Social anxiety makes you feel like you're on stage and everyone is looking at you and criticizing you and judging you. If you struggle with social anxiety, you are especially sensitive around criticism and judgment. Okay. You feel like there is this like spotlight on you and everybody's paying attention to you. Okay. And social anxiety actually makes you worry and it can become like a paranoia about what other people think. It makes you so hyper-focused and aware of other social cues that people with social anxiety often misread them because they are like giving them so much meaning or looking for them. Okay. So if somebody doesn't give you, let's say like enough eye contact or return a text right away, or, you know, say hi to you, people with social anxiety automatically believe that they did something wrong. Okay. They make everything be about them. All right. And with social anxiety, there really is no other possible alternative to there being another reason why somebody is doing something that they're doing. Okay. Like if a friend doesn't text you back right away, 
with social anxiety, you start to worry if you said the wrong thing and maybe they are mad at you instead of thinking that, oh, hey, like their mom just asked them to take out the garbage or maybe they're doing a chore or maybe their dad took their phone away and said, you can't have your phone back until you like clean your room. There are so many possibilities, but with social anxiety, we interpret any negative or what we like perceive as a negative social cue from another person mean that we did something wrong. Okay. So what it really comes down to is that social anxiety is all about this intense fear of being rejected and social anxiety. It actually makes you feel really unhappy. All right. So when we have social anxiety or experience social anxiety, like we don't feel good. Like we aren't happy because we're constantly worried about what other people are thinking about us. Okay. So the first part in destroying your social anxiety that we are going to talk about today is you have, I'm saying, and I'm going to say this, you have to change your perceptions and beliefs about the world and people around you. Okay. So social anxiety, it thrives on the lies that it tells our brains. So with all types of anxiety, you guys, anxiety loves to lie to us. All right. And then when we actually believe the lies, it tells us we freak out, right? We get really, really anxious. In order to overcome any kind of anxiety, we have to stop believing the lies that our anxiety creates inside our brains, okay? You have to train your brain to figure out what is really happening and what our anxiety is telling us is happening, okay? Because with social anxiety and any kind of anxiety, our perception of what is happening is usually very, very different from what is actually happening or reality, okay? And then when we perceive certain things are happening, we often go into distress. And then, of course, we make the situation worse for us because, you know, then we'll avoid that specific person or that situation. So let me give you an example of this, okay? And this is... This is actually a real-life example. It happened in my house the other day, okay? So let's just say you made the soccer team that you worked really, really hard to make, okay? And one of your new teammates invites the team over to her house to swim and do some team bonding and get to know one another, right? So you're on your way to this party and your social anxiety tells you this lie. They all know each other already, okay? And then when your brain believes that thought, guess what happens? you feel anxious, right? (laughs) And then when you feel anxious, how do you show up to the party? You show up to the party being very insecure and quiet and intimidated and just not really being yourself. So then the next step is, well, (laughs) they all get to know each other at the party and they don't get to know you. So it's kind of like our social anxiety is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Social anxiety creates the exact situation we fear so intensely. Okay, so what do we even do, all right? So I'm going to break this up into three simple steps for you today. And so the first step is actually figuring out what lies your social anxiety is telling you. Okay, so social anxiety loves to tell us that no one likes you, you don't look good, you don't have any friends, 
Everyone is going to laugh at you. You're unlikable. You're not pretty. And I could go on and on here with examples of what social anxiety can tell you. There are so many options and it is different for everyone. So you have to figure out what lies your social anxiety is telling you. And in the soccer party example that I was mentioning earlier, the lie there is that everyone knows each other already. Okay. So step two, once you figure out what lie the social anxiety is telling you, then you need to figure out the actual facts of the situation. Okay. And in the soccer party example, is it really true that everyone already knows each other? Okay. So notice how anxiety likes to use the word everyone. Okay. Instead of three girls on the team actually know each other, right? It definitely makes the thought way more believable and a bigger of a deal, okay? Is it really true that they all know each other? And maybe there are a few of them that have played on the same team before. And so they do know each other, but there are also quite a few players that are new to the team and that don't know anyone either. And just because a few of them played on the same team together, that does not mean that they're BFFs or that they really like each other, right? Teams are made up of all kinds of different personalities and people that not everyone is going to be best friends with on the team, which is the whole point of a team bonding activity, right? (laughs) In other situations in our lives, you know, we can ask ourselves, is it true that everyone is staring at me? You know, is it true that everyone is judging me right now? Is it a fact that that person is really mad at me? Okay, so once you kind of distinguish the facts of the situation, all right, and kind of your job and role there is to figure out, okay, what's reality in this situation and what's the anxiety lying to you about, okay? The third step then is to ask yourself the question, what else is possible in this situation? All right, so could it be true that the reason the soccer teammate invited you over is for the very purpose of wanting to get to know you? What if your teammates that are at the soccer party are really excited to get to know you better, all right? I mean, why else would that friend on your team invite you over, okay? So that's the whole purpose of the party is inviting people over to get them to know you better, okay? And what if one of your teammates is like, oh yeah, I don't know that girl really well, so I would love to have her over so that I can get to know her, okay? At school, if someone doesn't smile at you, could it be possible that that person is having a bad day because of something that happened at home, okay? Or could they be worried about someone in their family, all right? Could they be struggling with nervousness about a test next period, all right? So there are so many other possibilities of what could actually be happening in another person's lives, you guys. So what if they need you to smile at them today, all right? So just a quick recap of the three steps to viewing the world around you differently. Step one is figure out the lie that the anxiety is telling you, okay? Step two is figure out the actual facts of the situation. And step three, ask yourself what else is possible here, okay? And 
here's another side note, you guys, is I hear you. I hear the questions that you're asking me in your brain. Okay. You want to know, well, what if it really is me or they really are mad at me or I actually did do something wrong? Okay. So hold on to those questions. I'm actually going to answer those questions next week on the podcast. All right. But today I just want you to understand that in order to overcome your social anxiety, you have to start viewing the people and situations in your life differently. Okay. You have to stop believing the lies that your social anxiety is telling you. All right. And then we'll cover those other questions next week. I promise. All right, you guys have a great week and I will talk to you soon. If you are interested in any of my one-on-one coaching programs for teens and their parents, please visit my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com.